Grab your favorite cup. We're about to pour you a glass of the most wholesome drink. Our goal is to amplify marginalized voices through subjects that matter. We will do this by discussing subjects that are uplifting, gainful, and truthful, no matter how uncomfortable they may be, in the hope of gaining clarity and invoking progressive change. Of course, we'll sprinkle on some off-color topics to make our discussions more palatable. Welcome, Welcome to Urban Proper. Breathe in, breathe out. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Take motherfucking two. Let me drink some water. Please, wet your whistle. So you can whistle while you work. Fun fact, I actually cannot whistle. Damn, Peppa. Hello again, it is us. It be we. And we be urban proper. Proper urban as fuck. Yes, I be Shisha, self-proclaimed queen of everything that light touches. And it be me, Darius the Destroyer, self-proclaimed destroyer of all things. Booty House. Booty House specifically. Yes, we are back. Season 3, episode 2. Is y'all ready for what we're getting into? Y'all saw the title card. Y'all already know. Okay, Boomer. Okay, motherfucking Boomer. We are sick of y'all. Done. Okay. This episode is about the American dream. And how it has evolved and changed over time. Yes. But we're basically going to just pinpoint and focus on how it's changed from millennials on forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the American dream, you know, dreams and goals change over time. Uh, the founding fathers of the United States created a dream that each person's desire to pursue their idea of happiness was not self-indulgent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a necessity to drive a purpose of a prosperity... A prosperous society. Mm-hmm. There we go. I can get it out now. Yes. I don't know why every time we record, I just lose the ability to speak. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, <laughs> they created a government to defend that right for everyone but in practice anyone that was not a white property owner did not and really has not benefited from the american dream no not even a little bit yeah and that's just the reality of always gonna be we're, we're always truthful here all proper yes I'm not gonna lie to you I'm gonna keep it real but over time, with new laws and amendments, the American dream has slowly began to include people from various race, ethnic, and gender backgrounds on paper. Yes. Again, we're going to be honest. We not finna sugarcoat nothing for y'all. We... No. We Open your mouth and taste this. It don't taste sugary sweet. Mm-mm, because it ain't me. That's... But anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Sips tea. Mm. Anywho, so when you think of the classic American dream, Darius, what pops up in your mind? Um, I actually, since we decided to make this this episode, have been thinking about that very question, not even knowing that you were going to ask me that. Um, But in my mind, whenever I think about what the classical American dream is, I always think the, the, the typical house you know victorian style house with a white picket fence Mm -hmm. 2.5 kids a Mm -hmm. good paying job 
I know it's weird, ain't it? Two point five, because you got one on the way. Um, yeah, a boy and a girl. You know, but according to America, that you know, if it's on the way, it counts as a full baby. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> um, but truly, like it's it's that stereotypical idea of a man and a woman being together and um, having two kids and this nice house in a nice neighborhood mm-hmm. with nice neighbors. I think at the end of the day, the classical American dream is nice. It's like the Truman Show, if y'all remember that uh, mm-hmm. movie with uh, Jim Carrey. Like, his whole life was just, like, staged. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of the classic American dream, the white picket fence, the man and the husband. Um, man and the husband. Yes! That's the new dream. No. <laughs> the man and the wife, um, the dog, the boy and a girl. They're not two mm-hmm. kids. They want they want one they of each gender. A boy and a girl. Yeah, they don't want a cat. They want a dog, you know? Yeah. Nice shiny red sports car for the husband maybe I want an iguana instead of a dog or a cat every time somebody says iguana <laughs> I think about that episode of that's so raven <laughs> iguana pin iguana <laughs> every time somebody say iguana I can't help it oh my god you know what I mean be like don't do it my brain be like mm. and you start turning up like hey hey get it get it um, <laughs> fucking dead. This is the new American dream. <laughs> Pinky guanas. American meme. Um, for you were saying, I'm sorry, I got thrown off by my iguana. <laughs> it's okay. It was my fault. <laughs> it was my fault. I'll take credit for the ADD moment. Um, but yeah, that's what pops in my head when you think mm-hmm. about the American classic, the classic American dream. Um, but let's th- let's dive into how it has changed. First, you know, let's define millennials. Everybody should know what a millennial is by now. Yes, if you but don't. But can you break it down for them? Yes. So, a millennial is anyone who was born between the early 1980s. I almost said 1900s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the early 1980s to the mid to late 1990s. So, that is widely accepted as 1981 to 1986. Yes, that makes both Shisha and I millennials. Baby, uh, I ain't that much older to you. I know. Duh. Okay, don't. I mean, like, I was. I was just saying we're both millennials. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we both can talk about this because we is both millennials. I know. I mean, I'm gonna be thirty in like three days. You know, it's okay. I just felt attacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> um, but some people like to include children of the early 2000s, which they no don't count. They, they don't count. They didn't have to grow up um, learning how to type um, in their sixth grade classes. They mm-hmm. these motherfuckers just was born knowing how to type. It and came that's out a, the pussy typing. Came out the pussy typing. <laughs> was in the pussy typing. In the pussy typing. Listen. <laughs> yeah, had, had a full resume. A full resume. <laughs> because le- legitimately, though, these <coughs> jobs require people to have eight years of experience for an entry-level position. Yeah. You got me fucked up. Yeah. I, listen, what am I going to do? In the womb? Anyway. <laughs> <coughs> I was um, technically a chemist between <laughs> my month, these months of gestation. Right. Between month four and month seven. Yes. Uh, I required a PhD in mm-hmm. neonatal surgery. <laughs> 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 but 
um, while really kind of on that same topic, um, millennials also are people who grew up with technology, and I mean that to say technology literally kind of started with us, modern technology, and yeah. we grew up and evolved as it grew up and evolved. I remember getting my first flip phone. Man. And I remember after my first flip phone was my first... Um, it wasn't. It was like a BlackBerry. It was like a Palm Pre or something like that. And it was the fanciest phone at the time. And then I remember my first touchscreen phone. Like I, I remember these things happening let's as bounce, I grew up. Let's just bounce a couple things off each other. Like remember when there was no such thing as an iPhone. Like Absolutely. BlackBerry was running the game. Remember when MacBooks were the big back computers? Yeah. Do you remember the Macintosh? Yeah. Because I remember the Macintosh. I learned how to type on the Macintosh. I remember. My mama yelling at me to get off the computer so she can make a phone call. Oh my god! <laughs> because I about those of y'all who don't understand, the internet was ran through your phone line. Mm-hmm. It's ca- it was called dial-up. Dial-up. Normally, like with the AOL. Yep. Uh, was a big the the one I remember is the AOL yeah. disc card that you put in. You connected the phone lines to the back of the computer, and it went. And it literally took like 25 minutes to download a picture. It really truly did. Like, y'all don't understand. <laughs> and it's funny because like whenever my computer like stops responding or I have any, if like I don't have any gratification, if it doesn't pop up in like two milliseconds, I will like start being like, oh my God, oh my God. But then I'm like, girl, you remember the time you, you had to go, go do something, go do your chores. Right. While you ready for this, uh, this website to pull up. Oh my God. I forgot all about dial up. Oh. oh my goodness. What else? Um, do you remember playing outside? How about that for one? <laughs> yeah. All time. Of, I, man, I used to get in trouble. Like it was some kids down the block that my mom just did not like. And I don't really understand why she didn't like them kids. But I remember getting in trouble so many times because I was like, I'm going to go play with my, my friends down the, down the block. We, you better be in the house by the time the streetlights come on. Oh my God, cordless phones. I knew exactly how far I could walk from my house to still have the signal for the, for the really? cordless phone. Huh. I remember yeah. cordless phones, but like, I don't, I never left the house I with a cordless phone. I had to the science. I remember one time I left the house with the phone, like not intentionally trying to use it. I just had it with me because it was, I just like Man. put it in my pocket or something. Oh my goodness. Do you remember phones with cords? Yeah. Oh, I remember the rotary phones. Uh, me too. Old. My grandma had one. Yeah. I Can y'all Gen 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 Z people imagine what your life would be like if you wanted to use the phone and it had a cord? I had to sit in the kitchen to mac with my girlfriend at the time. In the kitchen. Yeah. In the middle of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Free remember minutes. Remember when you had to, to pay for tech? Like you had like a limited amount of text messages you could use in a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when and you minutes. Yes. When you didn't have unlimited talk time, you call your friend and be like, Hey, call me back. Call me back at the seven. Call me back. Free. Call me back at the nine. Listen, y'all really truly don't understand. So like that a millennial millennials have <sighs> we get a bad rap because we've been afforded so many opportunities when it comes to technology and there's so much for us to discover and that has been discovered by us that it's like people think we're lazy or people think you know call us um 
ungrateful or you know when really these are all things that were handed to us Mm -hmm. that we didn't understand Mm -hmm. but y'all use us as a guinea pigs for these things and now you're mad I think like our generation we saw the world as it was we saw the world how it evolved we saw the old way of doing things and we realized quickly realized that those old way of doing things no longer worked for us Mm -hmm. no longer applied to us we didn't have to um, take those factory jobs and work um, 17 to 18 hour days mm-hmm. um, and retire with our knees basically fucked up. So uh, we, we just realized that there's an easy way of doing things. We can work smarter, not harder. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but a lot of um, roadblocks were put up for us um, as a generation, like student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Um, they ever increasing cost of living and the stagnant rate of income yes 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 like we yeah i get so sick and this doesn't happen to me but i get so sick of hearing people be like oh well what's your real job because i work in the service industry Mm -hmm. bitch it is a real job it is a real job and i make way more money than you probably so get the fuck out of my face (laughs) like yeah you really it, it if I can make in four days on a weekend what the average boomer made in a five day twelve hour day work week work week I'm good I'm mm-hmm. not gonna work them extra three days I'm yeah. gonna take my three days off you got me fucked up exactly um so a lot of things have shifted and one thing really that keeps popping up in the news is marriage mm. marriage and the millennial generation the marriage rate has increasingly decreased so has the divorce rate but i mean i guess those kind of correlate yeah since ain't nobody getting married ain't nobody getting divorced yeah but here's some reasons why a lot of millennials aren't getting married and if you guys find or think of any other uh, reasons why millennials aren't getting married drop it down on our facebook or twitter yeah. or instagram Anywhere, wherever you see We're not going to bite us. you without consent, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, one of the biggest reasons is student loan debt. Um, like I said, the income is not matching the rising cost of living. Um, millennials are choosing to get married once they become more financially stable, which our generations are getting married like in our later 20s, mm-hmm. in our earlier 30s, mid-30s, instead of like straight out of high school. Which is... is like you said, a testament to uh, being poor. Mm-hmm. We can't even afford a wedding. Yeah. And a lot of us do want to go and get an education and further our lives, but um, college is expensive. It's hell. It is very expensive. I like when the boomers be like, oh, I had a poor time job making $3.35 and I paid off my college tuition. Yeah, well, your college tuition was probably $4, so... <laughs> so fuck you, Bob. <laughs> right, fuck exactly. Fuck you, Boomer. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, the average student loan debt for people, I think I saw between the age of 25 and 34, mm-hmm. which is um, smack dab in the millennial uh, generation, mm-hmm. is about 32000 a lot of people make um, for entry level positions that I'm seeing for just like regular jobs and just just trifling what these employers are offering people with degrees is like thirty thousand dollars. So 
like the debt to income ratio is terrible. It's terrible. Um, but um, because a lot of millennials, um, their generation of parents, they saw a lot of divorce. They're scared of divorced, uh, divorcing. Um, so they are opting to either not get married or stay engaged a little bit longer to work through any issues that they say me see. Bleh, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever issues may arise. Like that's one route that I'm glad I took. Um, versus getting married right off the bat. And, you know, I think it's really interesting that a lot of boomers and a lot of our parents and and, um, all of those folks have this um, disdain for us millennials Mm -hmm. not wanting to get married at Mm -hmm. such a young age because all of them were married right out of high school or in their early 20s with, like, five kids by the time they were 30. And unhappy. Unhappy as hell. And I think that culture of unhappiness is what made boomers so unhappy as old people. Mm-hmm. And a uh, lot of millennials were raised in an environment and realized mm-hmm. how toxic it was. Um, and not, not to say that people who get married at 18 in their early 20s, it doesn't work. Um, but you got to think about it. You literally go from being 18 and asking permission to go to the restroom uh-huh. to being thrown into the adult world. Yeah. And we are set on the path to do all these things that make us a right a, a good partner mm-hmm. get an education get a good job get a good credit score um but what we leave out of that equation is really getting to know yourself yeah and i think that's why a lot of marriages don't work especially with people who get young married really young because they don't have a sense of self their whole identity is being married, being this person that mm-hmm. uh, is in their career. And then when they find something that makes them happy, they're selfish. Yeah, They're perceived as being selfish. They destroy their marriage. And that's because they didn't take that time to value their self, to really learn who they are as a person and actually learn what they really want yeah. out of the world. Um, so I think... And out of a uh, relationship. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of millennials are taking the time and realizing... Um, the mistakes of the of previous generations and are working towards correcting it. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I keep coughing. Yeah, it's really. Um, <laughs> if it weren't for taking the earlier part of my life, I'm 27, to get to know who I was, I definitely would not be in a position where I could even be in a relationship right now. Yeah. Because back then, I was not willing or ready to give that much of myself to another person Mm -hmm. and sometimes I still feel like that but like I'm at a point and an age and a maturity now where giving that much of myself to another person is okay and it feels okay whereas when I was in my earlier 20s I'm like um I'm focused on my career yeah, and I had a had a conversation. I think I've 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 spoken this number numerous of times and um, during our podcast, but I kind of did the reverse of that. I was all into this whole idea that oh, you got to be the perfect model wife, and you got to get out here and find somebody and have a baby by twenty five, blah blah. blah. Um, and then I woke up one day and was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't even know who I am and it just took like you know some evolution and learning what I like and trying this and trying that and I 
started to become the woman that I actually like looking in the mirror. So, yeah. So I think a lot of people are taking the time to do that. Um, and also, instead of getting married, a lot of people are shacking up. I hate that term so much. It's such an old term. That's why I used it. Because boomers <laughs> like to say it. Shocking. It's such a boomer term. And like, that's another thing. You kind of have to live with a person to know if you're going to be able to live with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, Because you don't know a person until you live with a person. You sure in the fuck don't. You don't mm-hmm. know who that person is until you move in with them. You know their little idiosyncrasies and yeah. and how they like to keep things and where they like to put this and how they like to decorate and is mm-hmm. this going to match your aesthetic and mm-hmm. like okay how do we combine our aesthetics mm-hmm. listen there's a lot that goes into a relationship that I feel like boomers really it got lost on them and that's because of the way they were raised because the generation <laughs> before them they were getting married and right out of high school having babies boom 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 there was not there was no need to take that time. Whereas now, you know, 2020, we we need that time to understand ourselves because we're being becoming so accepting of gender and gender identity and sexuality and sexual identity and mental health and and all of these things that have always existed but with technology with millennials not wanting to put up with that shit anymore with boomers being so confused about everything <laughs> literally they, they call us the uh, what was the term one guy used one time talking about millennials a sissy generation we're too sensitive we uh, don't want to work hard uh, just all these negative <laughs> And I mean, you're not wrong. I don't want to do manual labor. Mm-hmm. You got me fucked up. I'm not. I'm not. No. I just am not, I'm not built for that. But that's not a millennial thing. That is a Darius thing. I am a dainty, delicate <laughs> flower <laughs> made of steel because I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> and your pussy pops severely. Severely. Um, but also another reason why we're still on the marriage topic is outdated gender roles. Mm. Um, there's still some cavemen out there, um, and there's still some women out there that, you know, want to be Susie Homemakers, but a lot of women are, um, having financial freedom and learning that they can, because, let me stop and rewind. History has taught women to be these dainty little flowers, um, to be these... To be accepting of the bullshit that men put us through. Mm-hmm. And that we need to find a spouse that is financially stable. Now, don't get me wrong. That's still important to find somebody who is financially stable. But I think it was more of finding somebody who can take care of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now women are realizing that, oh, you know, I don't necessarily need a man to take care of me. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. Not Xing out. You know, the importance of having a partner, whether it's a man or another woman, mm-hmm. but realizing that I don't have to stay at home. I don't have to have 40 kids for you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to uh, be the only one cooking, be the only one washing dishes. Um, and I think a lot of men have stepped up and have embraced more of the domestic role. Yeah. And I think um, as far as the male side of things, I think men are becoming more accepting of women in that quote breadwinner role and being like stay at home dads Mm -hmm. or 
being more okay with a woman making more money than you do or you know it's there's this push and pull in the whole masculine feminine idea of society that uh what am I trying to say where are my words let me figure them out that I think men are taking a little bit longer to get used to Mm -hmm. because of how we were taught to be that we're supposed to be the breadwinner that we're supposed to be the one taken care of but also that there are so many men especially black men who see this strong black woman and accept her for being a strong black woman because that's what they want they Mm -hmm. want an equal they don't want uh, a woman standing behind them pushing them forward they want somebody to walk into the future with mm-hmm. and I've been seeing a lot more of that which makes me very happy because poetic snaps for y'all yes 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 and for those who are holding on to the uh, generals stop by our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and let's have a discussion yeah let's talk about why you feel that traditional relationships are better or I ain't got time important. for you hotels. tips I ain't no hotels tips allowed no hotels. tips no or, tips are allowed. you Israelites I'm sorry I can't Mm-mm. my head explodes every Mm-mm. time Mm-mm. I can't can't Mm-mm. can't and won't will Mm-mm. not <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, and the price of wedding ceremonies are just too high like the average wedding is anywhere between like ten to fifty thousand dollars just for a standard, just like normal. Bitch, you can go to the motherfucking courthouse for free ninety nine. Actually, it's not free ninety nine. You got to pay for your license and everything. Oh well, that's under five hundred dollars. Inconsequential, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. That's what my. I mean, my. That's what my brother did. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, and a lot of people are doing that and just opting to have like a um, reception. Instead, um, like renting something out, um, doing something small scale. I want to put on a play for my wedding. You would. I want my play, my wedding. To Why be a play. just like visiting you, like with some purple lights, saying some Shakespearean shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ronnie wants a circus wedding, so we'll see. What yeah, y'all are person a hundred thousands for that one. <sighs> Very much so. Anyway, <laughs> um, but moving on, um, <clears throat> so okay to kind of shift um, to the workforce and talking about um, how millennials fit into uh, the present day. Uh, what's going on? Blue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how. Thank you for listening to Urban Propaganda. <laughs> That's how we feel about the workforce. <laughs> Work. I say this at least three times a day when I'm working a double. Mm-hmm. Who decided that you should have to work to make bi- to pay bills? This is so ghetto. Ghetto, okay. It is so ghetto. I don't understand it. But anyway. And these th- these thirty minute weekends we keep having, we can win by so fast. Who was she? I never met her. <laughs> Coming off of Mardi Gras weekend. Happy Mardi Gras for everybody. Happy Mardi Gras. I mean, we would, by the time this post is going to be like later than Mardi Gras, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I hope I got a lot of beads. I bought some from. <laughs> you, cheat, you cheated. You cheated. I mean, I would have showed my titties for some beads. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the millennials make up one third of the workforce, which I think is weird. That's odd to me. 
But you know, the movers just hanging on by the skin of their teeth. That one little tooth dangling in there. That one little tooth. Go and get that tooth pulled. Go ahead, retire, make room, <laughs> okay? Um, but what's the most important to millennials is higher pay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was a study out that said that our generation was willing to work for less money in exchange for meaningful work. But that's bullshit <laughs> because we are largely underpaid and swimming in debt. You got me fucked up if you think, listen, if I wasn't making as good of money as I was at my job, do you think I would be in the service industry Mm-mm. of all things? Mm-mm. Do you know how many pairs of shoes I have to buy a year because of the service industry? I don't even like shoes. Pants. Pants. Oh my God, so many pants I went through. <sighs> You know how much weight I've gained? Just snacking. <laughs> just snacking. Grazing through the restaurant. Ooh, french fry. I have a french fry. Let me give it in some hollandaise. <laughs> Be like, oh, they don't want this food no more. They sent the bag. Okay, look at okay. you Look at God. I'm going to pay for a meal today. Listen, y'all need to appreciate people that work in the service industry. Y'all really truly do, because we work hard. Like, literally. We might talk about y'all when we walk in the kitchen, but you really <laughs> Listen. Listen. Um, I will say, though, just to kind of piggyback off of that topic of um, working for less for meaningful when it's meaningful work. Mm -hmm. I happen to subscribe to that idea, but only when it comes to my art. I will work for less and or free if the opportunity is something that will um, help bolster me to the next level. But not for too long. But not for too long. But like, Because now there are certain things as far as my art that I won't do for free. Yeah, and you know, when I sit back and think about it, I did, um, if you remember from season two, I did quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a huge pay cut mm-hmm. um, becoming a restaurant manager. Um, and then I decided to leave that because, you know, it just wasn't for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't for me. Um, but essentially I did take a pay cut to enter into a field that I've always wanted to be in. Um, but that job has a lot of benefits. And that's the thing. If there's room to grow. Yeah. And a well-defined career ladder, um, bonus incentives, the work culture, mm-hmm. Um, they really care about work-life balance. So think about that, boomer employers. Yeah. The, what's crazy is that the boomers... This boomer... is literally a diss episode to the boomers. <laughs> I mean, it is called, okay, boomer. Um, but really, it's so funny that boomers think that we are so uneducated or so um, lazy or whatever when really we, we're just asking for our worth. Mm-hmm. And... Also, the job market has changed so vastly. Mm-hmm. Everything isn't factory jobs. Everything isn't hard manual labor. Now you have all of these jobs in tech, in IT. In, at tech and IT are the same fucking thing, Darius. Technically, no. True. True. Mm-hmm. But also. But also. Closely loosely. related. Yes, yes, yes. They're like cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, they may or may not like each other. <laughs> they Not ain't that of the family. One yeah. on your mama's side, one on your daddy's side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so there's so many there's such a wide variety of things for millennials to do that is more than just working in a factory. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, to a boomer, that is lazy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, millennials are skipping 
the classical college and university and going back to trade school. And a lot of trade schools are popping up uh, for free, like <clears throat> Launch Code mm-hmm. um, teaches a lot of tech um, stuff. And I keep saying we're going to drop that link. We're going to drop that link on, on Facebook because classes are opening soon. Um, but um, things like that, Google um, has an incentive where they, um, the Google program, let me think about it. Let me get my facts straight. Don't quote me. But literally, you can start their learning program, and they're basically paying you to go through their program. And by the time you graduate, I think it's two years the program is. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% certain. Two or three years, maybe. Um, you have a job placement of making at least $60,000. Listen. With no student loan debt. Can you imagine how baller I would be right now if I didn't have any student loan debt? How, can, do you mind me asking how much student loan debt you have? Oh, Lord. I'll be here be swallowing. I have $75,000 in student loan debt. And I haven't even finished my bachelor's degree. Oh, my God. God. Wow, that makes me so glad I dropped out of college. I, mean, <laughs> like, I have t- probably like $25,000, in student loan debt. How many years did you go to college? I was in school for a semester. A semester, boomer! A semester. Granted, it was a private arts institute, but a semester. A semester. And I couldn't get any student loans. Mm. So that's mm. just tuition. And that's with having scholarships. So imagine if I didn't have some scholarships. And that was all of getting a communications degree, a bachelor's in arts. Yikes. Yikes. And see, if I had finished college, my, my school had a 95% placement rate. Mm-hmm. So I would have had a job in the field of graphic design if that's what I really wanted to do. But that's not what I wanted However, to do. However, comma. Huh. Let me stop here. Because I have this conversation with a lot of my fellow millennials. Remember uh, Black Planet and MySpace? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And remember how you used to decorate your pages? Mm-hmm. That was HTML coding. Yep. Can you imagine how somebody been like, look, you stupid motherfucker. This is what you need to be doing because you're doing the shit for fun. Yeah. How better off we would have been. Just let that sink in. Just, Just think about that. Let it marinate for Please a don't jump out the window. Because I almost did when, when I was thinking about it one day. Please don't jump out the window. That's the one thing I'm saying I missed because like the next round of classes for my design degree was HTML. Mm. Yeah. But back on track, um, so <clears throat> four out of ten millennials say that their day-to-day expenses like groceries, child care, and utilities is the main reason why they carry around debt, like credit card debt and stuff like that. It's even with cutting back on, you know, the avocado toast and the lattes that we're so <sighs> privy to getting, or they always joke about us. That's where we're spending all our money on, avocado toast. Um oh. But the real the realization is the the real life issue is we need a salary that's going to properly support us mm-hmm. and keep us out of debt. You can't like when I was job searching, I ran across so many jobs that required 
a master's degree or a bachelor's degree that was really starting people off at $15 an hour, $35,000. And I'm just like, how do y'all expect people to climb out of this debt hole? Actually, they don't. They want you they want to, keep to be you in, in debt. debt. <clears throat> <clears throat> because you got to think about all these companies, all these big name companies that are getting bailed out of their um, debt issues. And y'all just keep overlooking the stupid loan debts. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to bail Bezos out of his debt. Mm-hmm. But y'all can't hit Sally Mae up? No. And like I said, work-life balance is becoming more valuable. Um, people are wanting jobs with more vacation time. And when you really sit down and think about it, you are working. You spend the majority of your waking hours at work. Mm-hmm. Either preparing to go to work, mm-hmm. commuting to work, working commuting back home mama I am so sorry that I forgot to defrost that chicken (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry that you had to come home to dishes in the sink I'm sorry so sorry Um, but we are demanding that we can have a life outside of working that we can have a life outside of having to provide and it's not because we're lazy it's also to prevent burnout because you have to think about it. If I'm spending the majority of my days working or doing something related to work and I have to do that constantly, constantly, constantly with no break, I'm not going to want to do that shit no more. Yeah. I, it, like I said earlier with this, the not even trend, but with the, the um, rise in awareness about mental health, Millennials are not as willing to risk their mental health for a job mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, these jobs don't care about you. Really? They really, really truly don't. Like, most places will be like, okay, well, I see you having a nervous breakdown. Were you still coming in at five? Or, yeah. I understand that you just got put out of your apartment today, but. Because we're not paying you, you enough. Because we're not paying you enough, but are you still going to be able to make your morning shift? Yeah. Like, what's up? And employers just need to realize that their failure to compensate employees at a rate that caters to just their basic needs is creating a flight risk. Mm -hmm. You are creating creating an environment where the millennial doesn't want to stay. That where the millennial doesn't feel, what the fuck are you doing? Azul! You just going to be a crackhead. Um, but essentially, you are creating a toxic work environment and losing talent, losing some, you know, basically, let me get my shit together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the cost it takes to bring in a new employee with benefits, recruiting is expensive. So just pay people what the hell they're worth the first time around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They will stay more, give them better benefit packages i.e. vacation time that rolls over mm-hmm. um, health insurance yes that's not half they damn paycheck dental coverage yes all uh, of that even some student like some like student work program or something like that where you can go to school if you still want to be in school because like I said a lot of millennials do want to pursue a degree and do want to be uh, multi-hyphenates in that that respect. Yeah. And a lot of work um, places are 
slowly offering flexible work schedules, um, like swing shifts, working nine hours some days to get off early on Friday so you can party. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of jobs are not necessarily just party, just to t- decompress. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of jobs are offering um, remote working remotely, which means working at home, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, I don't want to seem like a bad idea. Not having to put on pants. Listen. Pants are my enemy. Hello, my name is Darius. I'm calling from um, Business and Business Associates. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> um, But yeah, and I just cussed down on like commuting pause and all type of things. Um, But yeah, we just are demanding flexibility to enjoy our lives because at the end of the day when you're on your deathbed you don't want to be telling your grandson or your granddaughter oh well I worked for 54 years straight and I just don't know who the fuck I am I worked so much that I just my life passed me by I don't even know your name who are you little (laughs) shit right it's we're at this point in both the world and the generation and in life where we see so much we see so many dumpster fires started by boomers Mm -hmm. that we're trying to put out one of them just so happens to be the entire planet um literally literally (laughs) we literally are just trying to chill um Antarctica was 65 degrees when Antarctica is warmer than St. Louis, there is an issue. That's a topic for another episode. But we are genuinely just trying to like get some stability that a lot of us have not had the fortune of having for most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be our parents getting divorced and having living in a um, crazy chaotic household or working a job for... X amount of years only to be fired or to be demanded all of this to work crazy incredible hours and not getting paid enough or Mm -hmm. having to live at home with your mom for way longer than you want to because you can't afford to live on your own there's so much that we just really we just just asking for y'all to give us our worth my mind ready to stay in a child's place, get my room ready. I'm coming back home. Listen, I'll be even make my bed. I ain't made my bed in probably 10 years. Oof, you should see my bedroom right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of laundry and it is a mess. Mm. But also, um, our generation, to kind of get off the topic of marriage and, uh, oh, no, nah, it's still a heavy topic. Um, racism. Combating racism. Um, Now, people are saying, a lot of people are saying that race incidents are on the rise, but in all actuality, everybody got a smartphone Mm -hmm. that has video taking capabilities, Mm -hmm. uploading things to social media like instantaneously. So it's being publicized. Like you're seeing it more. Because you have outlets to see it more. Yeah. Also, how could <coughs> incidences be on the rise when, I don't know, slavery happened? Um, and immediately following slavery was Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. So, which honestly leads us into a black history fact, which is one gigantic race incident. 
the Elaine massacre. Let's talk about it. Um, and I don't fucking forgot the year. Hold on, <laughs> yeah, I don't y'all. fucking I forgot. <laughs> Luckily, I was son of a biscuit. I had the damn thing pulled up. Mm-mm-mm. Give me Una Memento. Carry on with what you were saying. She should let what me What was I back. saying? I don't really remember. Oh my goodness. Oh, um, racism. Um, a lot of people are claiming that um, racism is dead. And it's really not. Unfortunately, I'm not going to say unfortunately. Um, to kind of put in perspective, so the civil rights movement happened in like the 50s, the 60s, right? The 60s, 65 is when... Yeah. Um, um, those people are still alive today and a lot of them are part of the boomer generation. Yeah. Just to put that in perspective for you. Um, but a lot of these racist ideas have been passed on from generation to generation and a lot of people... Y'all, I just want y'all to know that y'all phones... Is like an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's no reason for you to still be so willfully ignorant about race relations. Um, and the way I kind of want to just jump into right into it is correcting prejudices mm-hmm. and racism. And a lot of people, because it's your friend, because it's your family member, because it's somebody of power in your workplace. You don't want to correct these people. You feel like you're out of line for correcting them. And also, you, in actuality, you are keeping the cycle alive yep. by not pulling them to the side and correcting them when they use improper terms, when they are being prejudiced when it comes to choosing somebody for a promotion, mm-hmm. when it comes to writing job policies and restricting people of color for wearing locks, for wearing their hair the way it naturally grows out their head. Yeah. Um, for not speaking up and saying something in return, you're just as bad as them. Yeah. Because you know better. Um, recently was the NAACP Image Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I forget exactly what award she was winning, but Rihanna gave one of the most <coughs> eloquent, beautiful speeches as Rihanna has a tendency to do. She a Pisces, I mean. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just like, okay. But basically, to summarize her speech, she said, um, if you want to enjoy black culture, be have black friends, and be a part of the movement you have to step up mm-hmm. and you have to be a part of the change you can't just sit back and accept these things that all the other people around you let happen mm-hmm. you gotta step up you have to be there or shake the fucking thing cause you you basically being passive mm-hmm. as fuck like you just being you just as scummy you just as racist mm-hmm. in my eyes like I can't sit by and let somebody talk bad about uh, because a lot of this it just stems from ignorance right mm-hmm. um, and I know in the past where I didn't understand certain things and I know better now um, but <clears throat> it's all in sp- spreading that awareness and spreading that knowledge 
and being like, okay, well, what you said is wrong. This is why you said this. This this is wrong, and mm-hmm. um, this this is why what you said is wrong. <laughs> and this is the steps that you need to take to correct it. And y'all having a black friend don't make you not be a racist. Yeah. Does that happen in my Uncle Tom's anyway? Having black employees does not make you inclusive. Voting for Obama doesn't take away that you racist. Yep. I just... <sighs> Moment of silence for y'all dumbasses. Mm-hmm. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. That's all y'all get. Um, that was really me praying to the ancestors for strength. Not to put my foot up your ass. But also for the strength just in case it needs to go all the way up to the motherfucking knee. Kneecap. Listen. Mm. Um, but my back to my black history fact that I was um, delivering, I reopened my page here that I had open. Yeah, um, the Elaine massacre happened and this article was posted in 2018, so 102 years ago. Um, and essentially, not essentially, exactly what happened is there was a shootout on a plantation. A white man got killed. Yeah. I learned I was watching a video earlier. Um, <laughs> with a musket. Um, wait, wait, wait. What year was this? Uh, 102 years ago, so 1918. So can you imagine, like, muskets, right? I'm sorry. Muskets was the guns that you had to take that little, those little pellet guns, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And you had to put the gunpowder in there, put the little ball in there, and then like push it down, right? Yeah. So imagine having a shootout and having to take all them steps just to reload. I think. I'm just. just, I think at that point guns had become a little more advanced. mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, can you imagine? Like. I wish we still had muskets. Maybe people would be less inclined to shoot people. Because it just would take so long. That was actually a video done on BuzzFeed about that. Really? Workplace shootouts and they replaced the gun with a musket. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well then. Shout out to BuzzFeed. Shout out to BuzzFeed. Um, But back to the Elaine massacre. So in Elaine, Arkansas, uh, like I said, there was a shootout on a sharecropping plantation. Uh, a white man was killed, and moments, hour, mere hours later, uh, basically what happened is they were like, oh, there's a black uprising. And so they started hunting the black people that lived in Elaine, Arkansas, and 237 people were killed. So I forget what the original topic was that put that in my mind, but... That's our black history fact for the day. uh, It'll be 102 years this year ago. (coughs) So essentially after slavery was abolished. Oh yeah, after slavery was abolished. Well after slavery was abolished. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's just, to put into perspective, less than 200 years ago, slavery was abolished. And... One of the ladies that were on Hidden Figures, let me pull up her name. Let me put some respect on her name. Are you talking about um, Catherine? Catherine. 
Katherine Johnson. Yep, Katherine Johnson. NASA mathematician. Um, she died. She was 101. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, the year she was born. Yeah. This happened. Yeah. Can you imagine? So, let's just to put you in the perspective that somebody that was born in that time frame is still alive today. What? It's possible. Was. Oh, no, no, no. And probably still is. Yeah. So... I want to give y'all the exact um, the exact date. And I want to know how many people have actually heard of this massacre. How many people were actually taught about this massacre in their American history class? I was not. I was not. I was not. I learned about this today. Why not in black history class? Nope. Um, so slavery has been abolished for 214 years. Okay. So that's March 2nd 1807 is when slavery was abolished. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-uh. 1807, yeah. When was the Emancipation Proclamation signed? 1807. Uh-uh. That's wrong. Well, let me dig a little further. No, no, 1807. It was like 1865, right? Potentially. You could be correct. You looking at Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm on Google. This is the first thing that popped up on Google. It says, uh, as president on March 2nd, 2nd March 1807, Jefferson signed the act of prohibiting importation of slaves. Oh, oh, so new slaves couldn't be brought into mm-hmm. America. Okay, hold on, wait. Because uh, I was like, that don't sound right at all. 18, you were correct. 1865, January 31st, 1865. So it hasn't even been 200 years yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do math. So I'm going to pull out my calculator. 2020. Uh, I'm going to type it. In <laughs> no, it's like, what you do? Because guess what? Teachers th- told us, boomers told us that we wouldn't have calculators in our pocket. And guess what, bitch? I got a calculator in my pocket, bitch. In an encyclopedia, ho. That's 155 years ago. Mm. Yeah, because it was January 31st. Okay. And then yeah. what was, how long ago was the Civil Rights Movement? Uh, the Civil Rights Movement was not even 60 years ago. It was 1965. Oh. So, uh, 55 years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, do your part, okay? No matter what type of backlash you're going to get, no matter if they going to hate you or what, but it's going to prompt them to correct themselves. Yeah. It should, if they are the right type of person, it should make them feel uncomfortable to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And in turn, it should lead to changed behavior. Question of the week. Question of the week. What are some black history that you have learned outside of the classroom that was not that is no that's not taught in the classroom at all no matter if it's high school middle school grade school and on the collegiate level what's something that you've learned um i'll start black wall street massacre mm-hmm. um the massacre you just talked about rosewood massacre 
the Chicago riots. Um, honestly, um, Katherine Johnson and everything about hidden figures, I didn't know it was black women that sent the first, you know, yeah. man to space. I didn't know a black woman, a black queer woman created rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Those are just a few things. It's just a few little brat that that facts to drop on you. Um, but what have you guys learned? Mm-hmm. So that's the question of the week. Um, let's talk about black box. Mm. And let's make the black box specific to millennials this week. What do you want to take out of the black box? Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Recording fights. And putting them on the internet. Now, everybody loved back in the day. Sharkeisha, no! <laughs> Even further back than Sharkeisha. <laughs> Just because I'm laughing, don't mean I think it should still be in a black box. But that shit was funny. Not that girl getting punched in the face. The girl yelling, Sharkeisha, no. Sharkeisha, no! But even further back than Sharkeisha, remember the... Uh, Crackheads go wild DVDs. Oh my god. Oh. Didn't VH want to BET play that after hours too? I think so. Is that where the he needs some milk thing came from? Uh, maybe. I just, uh. He needs some milk. He needs some milk. He on that stuff. He on that stuff. Get him some milk. <laughs> just, if you all haven't seen the video, it is this dude. If y'all haven't seen it by now, I don't know where the hell y'all been. I don't know what rock you've been living under. I don't know what boomer you've been living under. But that <laughs> motherfucker is tweaking. You got and a sugar boomer. A <laughs> I'm gonna start calling them sugar boomers instead of sugar daddies. You got a sugar boomer. Um, and it's just a lady in the background yelling, "He needs some milk." Deuce is spazzing out. Get him some milk. He on that stuff. Oh Jesus. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, but we need to we need to stop promoting violence in um, our safe spaces and let's let's record something more interesting. I got another question. I posted this on Twitter earlier. Okay. Um, and it doesn't have anything. Well, it could. Um, do you all like stuff because you actually like it? Or because it's popular. Hmm. Interesting question. Like, think about it. How many people would actually wear J's if it wasn't popular? Probably four. You need some milk. My cat keeps chewing on things that are plastic. I don't know what's wrong with him. He needs some milk. He needs some milk. <coughs> I know one thing that's a very millennial thing that can kind of, you know, go back and forth between the boxes. Phrases. Mm-hmm. And that's another, like, do I say this because I like it or do I say it because everybody else says it? Mm-hmm. Has it adapted into my vernacular? Or am I just saying it because I'm bored? Yeah. Like, um, okay, boomer. But that one, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually. Who I like stay it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's another question. Do you like stuff? 
Because you actually like it or because it's popular. Sit there and think about it. Really truly think about it. Think about all the things. Like, if iPhones weren't popular, would you like an iPhone? Mm -hmm. Um, If MacBooks weren't popular, would you like a MacBook? Probably. If everybody wasn't driving chargers, would you be driving a charger? Mm, I actually really liked the chargers when they first came out. Now I don't. I like the new body chargers. Maybe I haven't seen that new new one, but Mm -hmm. that was one version of it. I was like, this is hitches. My baby got a charger. It's sexy. Mm -hmm. It's real sexy. Got racist stripe on it. She like fast cars. Fast cars. I got a new boo, y'all. Anyway. Ooh, she's got a new boo. Da da Buddha. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to talk about her every episode. Like Darius talking about his boo every episode. Well, now I have to. Like it's a thing now. Yeah, the carry it on. Uh huh. It's like a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. I have weird idiosyncrasies. <laughs> Sue me. Oh my gosh. Um, here's another thing that I would like to keep in the millennial box. The diversity of belief in spirituality and religion. Yes, yes, yes. And the duality of the two. Yes. Um, I do wholeheartedly believe that you can still be a religious person but still believe in energy and mysticism and um because essentially it, it goes hand in hand when you think mm-hmm. about it an angel is a spirit yeah mystical being mysticism hey energy is all around us uh the emergence of learning different cultures mm-hmm. that's something that just warms my soul it warms my box, if I may. It makes my girlhood tremble. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. Knowing um, that it's something outside of yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, pets. I know pets are a thing that are in many generational box. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate my friends that have pets because I'm not necessarily a pet person. You know what? I evolved into a pet person because... Had you know twenty eight year old she should have been talking to twenty three year old she she was like yeah you gonna have two cats she would have been like bitch you lying like no I'm not having like, known twenty three year old Shisha, I am shocked yeah when you said you were getting a cat I was like she can't get no damn cat and then all of a sudden you had a cat and I was like oh she just got a cat mm-hmm. she just got another cat okay what's happening yep are we crazy cat ladying it up or kind of. But I support it. Yeah. Even though Blanco is terrified of me sometimes. Blanco is terrified of everything unknown. Everything the light touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, keep getting pets so I can come over and pet your pets. No, and this, I have the this, obligation. This is all. Once they die, that's it. Oh, no, I was talking about in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, nah. Not you. <laughs> nah. In general. Nah. I need everybody around me to have a pet so that I can appreciate their pet and then not have to take it home with me. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, also in the millennial box, not wearing pants. Let's just keep that there. <laughs> I hate pants. I hate pants and shoes, but definitely pants. I hate anything that's not attached to my body. Mm-hmm. And that's everything that I have on right now. If being a nudist were widely accepted, if this was the Garden of Eden, I would be thriving. Mm-hmm. I would have never ate that motherfucker. If I was Adam, 
I'd be like, Eve, if you don't get your dumb ass over here. But you know what? It's a it's a uh, emerging theory that Adam's actually the one that it's Apple just blamed it on Eve. I could believe it because men are trash. Mm-hmm. Niggas mm-hmm. be lying. Your own niggas. It be your own niggas. Quote Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Circa one. <laughs> Y'all, oh, I just have the image in my head of that Pikachu meme. <laughs> Adam, Adam to God. Eve ate the apple. Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Are you serious? Oh my God. Oh goodness. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to take out of or put into the millennial black box? Uh-huh. Let's keep supporting each other. Yes. Because it's a rise of being like, you know, walking up to somebody you don't know and be like, like Mardi Gras. All my drunk ass. <laughs> Mardi Gras parade. If I saw somebody that was pretty or like their shoes, all like their hair, I was not shy about giving them a compliment. Yes, sis, you did that. Ooh, walking man. up to black people I don't know. What's up, cousin? What's good? Like... <laughs> I'm a hey cousin. Right. Well, you're not even my cousin. Like, since you good over here, I see this dude got you cornered. You good, sis? Yes. Yes. I support that. Yes. Also, let's keep in the black box musical diversity. Yes. Oh, uh, I love <coughs> this. Um, we've talked about this in previous episodes. This kind of black renaissance that's happening right now with music and film. Mm-hmm. And just keep that black creativity going. Yes. Keep making black shit. As Lizzo said at the NAACP Image Awards, she won Entertainer of the Year. Yes. Keep being an award. That shit hit me so hard. Because I was like, what could possibly stop me from being my best self but me? Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing on this planet, not a damn person on this planet can stop anybody from being their best self but themselves. So keep being an award and make your black and non-black friends step up. And some more snaps for that ass. Yes. I felt mm-hmm. that. I felt that on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. I was watching both of those speeches at like four o'clock in the morning, crying. Because that's just why. She also said, "Angela Bassett, you are the entertainer," and I said, "Yes, yes." Talk and about range. Talk about fucking range. That's something that's been trending on Twitter. Let's talk about range. Let's talk about how like. First of all, I need your skincare regimen, girl. <laughs> I need your workout. Auntie. I can't bring Angela Bass around. My, She'll snatch your girl. Listen. Your husband. Listen. Your and son. You, and it, Your and daughter. The, the only thing I would be mad about is if she didn't snatch me. And, bitch, I would be mortified. I would be like, can I? Is this? Is this what you meant by the second coming and I get left behind? Are you playing this? Yes. Oh, oh. Angela Bassett is fine, okay? She's 61. She's 61 and she does not look a, a day of it. 
She and she is one of those people that clearly has not <coughs> had a single bit of work done. Who truly is just like bathing in the blood of her enemies. Oh, can we can we back up a little bit? Uh huh. Can we take this out of the black box? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all for getting a fat transfer if you want, you know, a booty that look natural. But these asses that make you look like a bug's life. This bitch got an anthrax. <laughs> okay, with your legs or not an anthrax, a thorax. That's what it's called. I know what you meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> let the internet think I was stupid. If your legs look like chopsticks and your ass look like a hippo, there's a problem. Mm, you have an issue. Those are called ass shots, and you should probably yeah. And that self hate shit, like getting your skin bleached, um, getting what did Tiny do? Got those damn blue eyes. Like she had to get the shit reversed because she was going blind, basically. What? When her daughter, her and her daughter did it. They had a surgery that made the eyes blue. I've never wanted blue eyes. Can we stop that self hate surgery shit? Yeah, we're gonna take that out the black box. Okay. Now I'm all for a little, you know, if you want to take the fat from your fat and put it in your ass. Do it. Because I might do it. I ain't, ain't nobody finna put me to sleep, okay? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm gonna go to sleep on myself. You ain't gonna put me to sleep. I'm gonna go to sleep and then y'all can get the stuff to keep me sleep. Mm-mm. How about that? Yeah. But that's, yeah. That's all I gotta add. Listen, you can't be a fan of Beyonce. And bleach your skin, cause she made a song called "Brown Skin Girl," mm-hmm. and you just—it's too many Lapitas. It's mm-hmm. too many. First of all, okay, can we rewind again? Did we talk about this last episode? The photograph movie. Okay, what? I synced it. We can talk about it now. Yeah, we can talk about it. All them black people in that movie, I wanted to cry. Oh, the melanin in that film. Mm. I wanted to cry. It mm. was, oh my God. Highly melanated. The unfortunate nature is I really didn't care for the film. Get the fuck out. But. Get out. It out. was highly melanated. I loved it. I loved everything about it except for the ending. The ending was stupid. I didn't understand. They could have expanded a little bit more. But I get it because she took a leap of faith. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a man chasing after the woman. It was the woman like, hey, let me put myself out there because, you know. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I loved the, just everything about it. I I loved that it was, there was love that wasn't built around trauma. Nobody got shot. Yeah. Nobody got racially broke out. Yeah, I mean. Her hair was on point in every scene. Every single scene. Every single scene laid, snatched, like stiff well. Stiff well. Um, I just felt like it was too slow paced and it really didn't go anywhere. It told a beautiful story. Did it? It did. Come on now. What exactly was the story? Oh, you serious? <clears throat> and you have to remember, I am like essentially a film critic. You are a thespian. I am a, uh, almost a lesbian. <laughs> are you a lesbian, dear? I mean, I do like women, so uh, kind of. Wow. Um, but it just, it just didn't do it for me. And I love a love story, especially a black love story. 
But it just it was no poetic justice. It was no. It was so moving. It was like to me, it kind of reminded me of Love Jones because Love Jones was kind of like a slow moving movie. Um, but I loved it. I just loved how like he stepped to her, how the relationship evolved. I liked that part of the movie. I liked how the build up was of them getting like becoming a relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it just kind of stagnated, and it just kind of was like, all right, so we here at the beginning phase of this. Yeah, you busted. We're here at the beginning phase of this. Where do we go from here? And then all of a sudden, she's... It's the end of the movie. And so many little things happen. Like, it just... I don't know. There were a lot of plot holes and a lot of things that got left open-ended that I really wanted closure with. And... Okay. I just... I respect it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it was beautifully shot. The cinematography was great. Oh, it was... Uh... I thought the acting was really good as well. Um... <coughs> Issa Rae's hair was laid snatched and fucking mm. for the gods the whole time. For the gods. Both her and Lakeith Stanfield are beautiful specimens of human beings. I just want it to be the unicorn. Mm. It's okay if it's in a three-way. It's not gay if it's in a three-way. <laughs> Listen. It's alright, Lakeith. You don't have to touch. Okay, but I will want him to touch me. Okay, I normally don't like men with just hair. But that was sexy. I was like, let me run my fingers through that and play with your nipples. But anyway, we're going to get out of hand. Oh, my God. We're going to get out of hand, knowing me. But anyway, I just love the film. Um, Darius just has to be a critic. I'm just going to have to agree to disagree. I thought it was a beautiful love story. I just hated the way it ended. It did not end well at all. The yeah. ending was not great. It was not. Um, <sighs> what are some other black movies that have come out recently other than Queen and Slim? I don't know. I didn't even go see Queen and Slim because by the time I was getting ready to go see it, everybody had ruined it. See, Queen and Slim. Can we take that? Let's take, let's take this shit out the black box. Run into social media as soon as you see some shit and ruin it for other people who like to take their time to go see some shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody did that for Black Panther. Everybody kept their motherfucking lips shut for Black Panther. I was yes. the only thing that made me think of it is because of my Facebook memories <coughs> was me talking about how I wasn't gonna go see Black Panther until black people stopped clowning at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. We showed out. I ain't gonna lie. We showed out. I was like, yeah, I need to chill. We came together. The whole black diaspora came mm-hmm. together. Y'all still need to come together and go see Photograph, even though I didn't yeah. enjoy it as much as she should did. You still need to go see Photograph because it's still a good movie. Please go with an open mind and an open heart. Mm-hmm. And lots of snacks. And lots of snacks. Because it's a long movie. Let me tell you what I did. Oh, we're going to keep this in the black box, okay? Okay. I went to the movie with some Chipotle in my purse. Yes, we are keeping sneaking food into the... And two Modelo's, okay? Listen. Yes. Uh, for the boo, because the boo likes to drink beer. Listen. Yes. Modelo? Modelo? She, she likes Mexican beer. Okay. Yeah. We got to get her out of there. She like that. She like really Does she like Tecate? I don't know. I, don't I know like Tecate. She trying to convert me to a beer drinker. Don't do it. 
Don't do it. I can't do it under the influence of the herb because it tastes like salt. Mm-hmm. Hit you with sour beer or something. Nah, I mean I like I like uh, Dos Equis, Dos Equis. I like Red Stripe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a whiskey drinker. I know. Me too. That's yeah. why I am in my. I soul. don't like to drink to have to pee. I like to drink to get drunk. <laughs> okay. I just want a nice little buzz and I'm done. Sometimes I like to get fucked up. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't been that drunk in a while. We just carry on this conversation. We sure are. Oh, <laughs> all right. Make sure that you follow us after our. Um, <laughs> The journey, 30 minute rant, 30 minute rant <laughs> journey that was the end of this episode thank y'all so much for listening I almost said watching listen <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening in to this episode of Herb and Prop Herb make sure you're following us on all of our social medias and don't forget we are on now on iTunes iTunes.com you can listen to us I was real scared that the SoundCloud wasn't going to update, but it took a little bit longer. So we are still on SoundCloud. The episode is available. Um, it just took a little bit longer than it did just doing it through SoundCloud. Okay. So we're everywhere. You can stream your podcast, Google Play, um, Spotify. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Eventually. You in this YouTube. It's okay. It's like me and everything else. It take, <laughs> It just takes so long to upload the videos because they're so long mm. but like hour long videos and it takes we just talk so much and we still talking and we still talking we so like <laughs> follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Urban uh, Urban Proper Podcast and on Twitter at Urban underscore proper yeah. uh, that being said goodbye y'all goodbye